Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz right here on Apple Podcasts and Blog Talk Radio. Your host, Oscar Lopez, alongside college football guru and NFL insider, Troy Wilson. We have a great show today. Uh, and we're going to be talking about NFL Draft 2018 coming up here in nine days. We're also going to dive into the WFA IWFL Week 2 action, plus international women's Great Iron News. Uh, so lots to talk about in the next uh, two hours here. We're going to get to it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our Apple podcast and download over 200 episodes with amazing athletes and coaches that we've interviewed over about a five, seven-year span. So subscribe in our Apple podcast and download over 200 episodes. Um, so you can get the link right here on the Block Talk Radio promos um, page. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel for amazing shared videos of girls playing American football globally. Go to our YouTube channel at Great Iron Beauties. And don't forget to visit our Zazzle site, the No Joke Football Shop, for cool T-shirts, leggings, and gifts. Use daily codes and save big at Zazzle.com forward slash Beauties. You can subscribe to Zazzle Black for free shipping for about 10 bucks. So take advantage of that deal. Free shipping for 10 bucks at Zazzle.com. You can like us on Facebook as well and keep up to date on everything going on in the women's game globally for weekly updates, breaking news, and inspiring stories, check us out on Facebook at our Gridiron Beauties page at facebook.com, Beauties. Uh, follow us on Twitter daily for daily updates and health tips and NFL news as well. And this weekend, if you missed it, on Snapchat, uh, Brooke Leach from the Kansas City Titans took over our Snapchat. So look for more athletes taking over our Snapchat and uh, No Joke Football brand specials on our Snapchat. So. Troy, what's going on, buddy? How's it going? Oh, pretty well, man. You know, just looking forward to a lot of this draft stuff coming up. For me, this is my favorite time of the year where I get to see all the college stars uh, who really did their thing during the, you know, during the college season. And also guys who, who kind of showed up during the process when they, you know, started to look like uh, big-time athletes uh, during the um, – you know the, the recruiting process and the, and the scouting uh, process. So it's good. It's I want to see how you know uh, this is my favorite time of the year where you know teams start to you know build their rosters and you've already seen a lot of the free agent things happen and um, so this is one of the more exciting times of the year. And this is why football now is not only with women's football but just also with the NFL and also with college football. It's just a year-round thing, so it's always some excitement with football going on. I think um, all 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 of the leagues that are involved have kind of have, have found a way to get um, you know their fans engaged with it, and you just want to see that a little bit more, you know, um, with, with all the leagues. But you know, there I think everybody's moving toward that, so it's always an exciting time. If you are a football fan, this is a great time of year. Yeah, and, and, you know, the draft brings anticipation for every team and no, uh, so much for the Giants because they're uh, basically maybe going for the number two pick at this point. And quarterbacks abound here in the, the one through four slot. So uh, that's going to be – and even the Browns at number four may be taking a quarterback again. So there's a lot of rumors, trade changes between now and the nine days here left. Uh, do you take a quarterback? Do we take a running back? So uh, the Giants are basically decide a, a number two pick here pretty much. Yeah, and, and, you know, the interesting thing about, 
um, both the, the both the, the Cleveland Browns and the and the uh, New York Giants with this pick, with their, picks, their respective one and two picks, is that both teams have a need of quarterback. Um, you know, the Browns have been just you know they've they've not had a quarterback at that position since honestly since probably Bernie Kosar. Uh, so you know, um, and it's, there's been one failed experiment after another. They they picked up Tyrod Taylor in the off season. Uh, I think most people would would kind of venture out to say that he is probably not the franchise quarterback. That's probably not the guy that you want to ride going to the Super Bowl. But he is a serviceable player. But you know the Browns do need a they need a franchise quarterback, and I think right now, you know, chances are that they're probably going to pick Sam Darnold. But in my opinion, since the Browns do have the fourth pick, could they go Saquon Barkley at the first pick? I mean, because he is the best player in the draft, you know, and that's the, to me that's that's consensus. But when it comes to quarterback needs, quarterback is always the king. If you don't have a quarterback, it's more than likely you're not going to be able to win. Uh, so most teams they want to get that bet, they want to get that top quarterback, especially if you have that need. The Giants, some you know, you have a lot of mock experts that feel like that Saquon Barkley will be the pick there, but they have a need of quarterback. Eli Manning really didn't look very good last year, and as a matter of fact, in my opinion, he hasn't looked good the past two two years. But you know, maybe they had a little bit to do with all the injuries they had on the offensive side. But nonetheless, he's not getting any younger. So do you want to see if he's going if they're going to pick a quarterback? Are they going to go Josh Rosen or are they going to go Saquon Barkley? Or are they going to kind of stick with the giant mode of thinking and pick a defensive lineman? So, you know, it's it's a lot at play here. And, and, and uh, Bradley Chubb uh, may be the pick at the second pick. He's a guy that I've talked about at Norvium, really. I mean, because I've been so impressed with him at NC State. Had huge games against Florida State and Louisville. This guy is off the charts great. Um, and a lot of the NFL pass rushes have been big enough. So it's going to be a lot of intrigue going into next week. And these GMs do not want to – they don't want to really choke their hand. They don't want to show their hand to a lot of these teams. But it's going to be very, very interesting going into the next week, especially with all the trades that happened this, this offseason uh, considering draft picks. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying because the first four picks – uh, even the Browns, is it the Browns number fourth as well? Uh, they were looking at defensive end Bradley Chubb, I believe his name is. Bradley Chubb, yeah. And so um, they're, if they take Allen from Wyoming, number one, that's a pretty good draft for them. They can pick up a quarterback and they'll get a defensive pass rusher. So that's key. And then based on the offseason acquisitions that they had with Landry and everybody else, we could see the resurgence of the Browns a factor in, in this coming and upcoming season. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you know, they know they need a quarterback, and, you know, they don't really want to show their hand as far as what quarterback that they want. But I think most people would, would, would uh, you know, venture to say that, um, you know, they're going to pick um, – they're, they're, they're going to pick a quarterback at some point. Is it going to be Josh Rosen? Um, is it going to be Josh Allen? You know, at this point, who really knows? But, listen, if they end up going to the fourth pick and they get Bradley Chubb and you're pairing him with Garrett Miles, who was the first pick in the draft last year, I mean, you're talking about two bookends, and that's what you really want in any kind of NFL team is that you want to have elite pass rushers on the side and on, the, on your bookends. And those two guys are elite, are elite pass rushers. So that's what you really want. So, you know, right now the Browns have made a lot of moves. And I just think, you know, when you have the top – you have two of the top four picks in the draft, you have to get those picks right. So, in my opinion, you have to pick a guy that you absolutely feel comfortable with or the two guys that you absolutely feel comfortable with. But there's also a possibility that they'll trade back. I mean, they, they've shown the propensity to go ahead and trade in the past, and I don't think it'll be any different there if somebody offers them, you know, a, a cache of weapons or a cache of draft picks that they, they wouldn't be able to turn down. No, and then you've got the Broncos maybe taking uh, Baker Mayfield as an option there. Uh, the Colts or the Jets via the Colts uh, thinking maybe Sam, Do- uh, Sam Donald uh, from USC, and then you have the Colts via the Jets uh, at the number six position, I think, looking at uh, Raquan Smith from uh, Georgia. So there's a couple of moves here in this top ten 
that things could switch around and change around. But overall, I think the top four is pretty much going to be quarterbacks if we stand as we stand right now. Which would be unprecedented. I mean, because you typically don't see four quarterbacks picked in the first four picks. Everyone no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That, unless they take, yeah, but, unless you know, you know, Saquon Barkley becomes the you know the oddball in the first four, which would be the running back. Right, and then you, you see mock drafts where you've seen uh, Saquon Barkley drop all the way to the seventh pick in, in the in the um, in the mock drafts. I don't see that happening. Uh, because in my opinion, yeah, I doubt he's that. the best player in the draft. Yeah, but you know, it, it's you know when it comes to quarterbacks, I mean, listen, they drive the league. And again, if you don't have a quarterback, it's not likely that you're going to be able to win. So Baker Mayfield, he's kind of shooting up. I mean, there's been, um, you know, some some people have some you know trepidation as far as picking him, as far as some of the off the field incidents that he had, you know, running from the police, and even some of the on the field, you know, antics that he's had, you know, with the you know, uh, you know, kind of grabbing the crotch in the Kansas game and, and things of that nature. But listen, when you look at him on the field, can he play? And I think that kid right there is a playmaker and he's a leader. You know, he did have some hiccups, but listen, you know, as, as kids, sometimes, you know, kids mess up. And if you are bringing him into a culture where you can surround him with veteran players who can help him mature a little bit, I think Baker Mayfield can help any program win. But if you have to put him in the right situation, and I just think that, you know, the kid is mature enough. He's a winner. He's a, he's a leader. The guy is fiery. To me, I want that. I want a guy that can go out there and get a little emotional sometimes as long as he can go out there and win games. But I think Baker Mayfield, he could go anywhere between the third pick. He may even go, you know, with the 12th pick or the 14th pick. You know, it, it, it remains to be seen. But, listen, quarterback is always king. And it's, I'm very interested to see what happens uh, this upcoming draft next Thursday. So Troy, are you going to be surprised that Josh Rosen goes to the Bills if the if the pick stands as right now to Buffalo? No, no, I wouldn't. And and I think that the Buffalo Bills have also a needed quarterback, and they've also made some moves to to trade up to get to that position. And you know what? When they traded away Tyrod Taylor, I felt like. They kind of showed their hand as far as where they're going to go in the draft. They're probably going to have to pick a quarterback. Will it be in the first round? Will it be in the second round? Um, you know, who knows? But I just think that really that they've put themselves in a position where they have the king of that division is who? You know, the New England Patriots. They have to be able to keep up with the Patriots. And so, you know, if you can't score points, you're not going to really keep up with that team. So, in my opinion, it's obvious for them that they really have to find a quarterback of the future. Tyrod Taylor wasn't that guy. Obviously, they traded him away to the Cleveland Browns. So, you have to figure out a way who is going to lead your team at the front of quarterback position with the Buffalo Bills. And I think they have to go quarterback at the first pick. Are you in the, are you in the mindset here that the AFC East really – uh, needs to get going here with the QB because probably has another two or three years left in terms of the Patriots being dominant in this division. So between uh, the Bills and the Jets, both going for quarter future quarterback, basically, um, it's just kind of like they're square one again because they uh, Tyrone Taylor left and they had, a, we thought it was going to be Tyrone Taylor to kind of, you know, solidify that position in, in, uh, in Buffalo, but now it's sort of like revamp square one. So are the Jets and the Bills really just not focusing on what they need at this point? Because they had apparently quarterbacks, at, you know, especially in Buffalo. New York has always had a shuffle of quarterbacks. So now it's, you know, it's, a, it's a focus to get a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, with, with the New York Jets, um, and, and the Buffalo Bills, both of them being in that position, I just think both of them have, you know, especially with the offseason moves that have gone on with the Patriots, are the Patriots going to start to slow down? I mean, they've lost a lot of big players. They lost uh, Nate Solder in this, this offseason. Um, you know, that was a, a, a booking guy for those guys. Um, uh, they lost um, Danny Amendola, uh, the They've lost, you know, a lot of defensive players this offseason. So, is this, are you going to see this regression in New England? 
And I just think that it, it always starts with the quarterback position. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to be able to keep up with Tom Brady. And I think conceivably, you know Tom Brady's going to play at least next year. Do you, you, and you want to figure out a way to compete with that team. And with the Buffalo Bills, they need a quarterback. Um, the New York Jets have, all, have needed a quarterback since forever. I mean, I, I think their, their most viable quarterback that they've had in a long time was, was probably Chad Pennington. And that was, you know, that was way back in the day as far as where we're standing right now. So they need, they need to get some competition. They need to get someone at the quarterback position to push them forward. I think defensively the New York Jets, they've built through the draft and the, and the defense the past few years. I really like what they've done, especially in defensive backs, um, uh, how they acquitted themselves last year in the draft. But right now they need to figure out a way to score more points and they need some offensive firepower. You definitely start with the quarterback position. I'm looking probably at Josh Rosen or even Baker Mayfield, unless the Giants pick a quarterback at that point. Um, then it may be, you know, it may be Bradley Chubb at that point because they really do want to build defense. But the New York Jets, in my opinion, definitely need a quarterback first pick. Troy, the the fact that the Patriots sort of rebuild on a dime, you know, really quickly with whatever they get, kind of have to scare you, anyways, but. The fact that these Jets and Bills keep shuffling and not being stable, that's a big question mark for them as well in terms of the draft because similar to the Browns, you think you're going to get a high profile like you, you were going to get before with the quarterback, and all of a sudden everything gets you know unraveled. Um, so do you really believe the Browns will be relevant in the upcoming season given what you offseason and free agency plus what they're looking for here in the draft? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I just think that the way that they've kind of uh, done a lot of moves. Um, uh, Troy, this, I hope you're not going to tease season. the Cleveland fans off the Erie. You know, don't be teasing the <laughs> Cleveland fans. <either. laughs> Look, man, you know, you know what? Cleveland, Cleveland Brown fans, they, they waited long enough. They waited long enough. And I just think that right now they have built, they have made enough moves where you can conceivably say this may be the time where they start winning. Now, they they got Josh Gordon back from suspension. You bring in Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, uh, you, you drafted uh, David Njoku from uh, Miami last year at the tight end position. He looked like he was, a, he was an excellent player. Um, you, you added a lot of defensive players. Miles um, Garrett last year, you, you expect him to build on his, on his effort. Um, and, and then, not to mention, they've traded some players, and they've put in those. They've uh, gotten draft picks back for those players, so they have a, not another group of draft picks that they have to play with this year. And so, this is going to be a very pivotal draft for them. They need immediate impact players, and I think last year they did a good. They did a very good job as far as drafting the players who gave them impact players. And this year, it shouldn't be any different, especially when they have the first. They have the top four picks two of the top four picks in the draft. They need immediate impact players, but I think right now Cleveland is going to actually put it together this year. I really have faith that they will just by the moves that they make. Now, okay, uh, unless LeBron James puts up a football attire, I'm still doubtful. You know what I mean? (laughs) Unless the king shows up on Cleveland Browns field with some sort of football attire, chances are he could be the new QB. We could see LeBron James as a champion. You know, the one move that I really do have an issue with, and it wasn't their move, it it just happened to happen, was Joe Thomas retiring. I mean, that guy was an absolute fixture at the left tackle position. He's probably the best left tackle in the game. Uh, This was the first year he got hurt. He decided to retire. That's going to be a huge hole on the left side. I mean, you talk about, you know, you, that's the one thing the Browns never had to worry about was who's going to play left tackle. And now that's not, that's not so much right now. So who's going to replace Joe Thomas on that left side? Um, and, you know, not to mention they have all the other holes to fill that they, that they, you know, they typically have. But this year I really think they're going to start putting it together. I really have faith that they will. All right. So I'm going with you. Uh, everybody's listening to this. It's recorded. As they say, once it goes on the Internet, it's on the Internet. So we'll look. We'll look to see what uh, next January looks. Uh, you didn't. You didn't claim that the Browns are going to the Super Bowl, so that's that's a good thing. 
more than likely they're just going to improve. We just uh, we want to clarify. Browns are going to improve. No. So that yeah, we didn't say playoffs either, did we? No, 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 no. Exactly what I'm saying. Your, 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 your Kool-Aid, your Kool-Aid hasn't been that great. <laughs> no great Kool-Aid. So we're saying that the based on the weapons here. So I, I'm just trying to clarify for the Cleveland Brown fans that are obviously listening to us. We're clarifying here that based on weapons and pieces you've got together, you should finish maybe third in your division and not last. Is that fair to say? I would say that. I would say that. I mean, because I don't think the, you know, Cincinnati Bengals have improved all that much. Uh, they regressed in the past year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, third would be good. And Baltimore kind of regressed a little bit also. Um, you know, but, you know, the offseason isn't over yet. So, we'll see how they also improve as well. All right. So, um, we assume Josh Allen would go first from Wyoming based on a lot of mock drafts. The Browns will take Josh Allen based on some uh, various mock drafts from various sources, uh, you know, NFL Network, I, I, NFL.com. I, believe, I believe they'll take Sam Darnold. I think they'll take Sam Darnold with the first pick. To me, he's the Sam most Donald complete then? quarterback in the draft. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think comp- he's the most complete quarterback right now, I would say. So the UFC, the UFC kid should go to Cleveland based on your um, predictions here. Absolutely. All right. So Giants would take Barkley, you said, or Allen? Is that is that where you're going right now? You know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, there's been reports about Barkley, but I think they're going to go quarterback. I think Josh Rosen is on the table. I think there are questions about his character also. You know, there's been reports that he hasn't been a leader at the UCLA on his UCLA team. Um, there's also been, um, you know, reports that he isn't such a great guy. But, listen, when you put on the film, I mean, this guy has all the tools. So he's in play right now. I think Josh Allen is in play from Wyoming. But there is consideration that Josh Allen didn't play against the best competition in Wyoming. So, it's it's kind of a toss up, and I think the Giants are probably in the in the prime position to to trade down because I think they will be able to get a guy that they like anyway if if they found a trade partner who was willing to trade up to them. But I think if they do keep the pick, I would go Josh Rosen from UCLA. I think he has the better upside. He has the better tools. All right, no problem. Then so that's what it looks like pretty much. And uh, if you guys want to check out your own mock drafts. You can go to your favorite sports sites, basically Fox Sports or ESPN or Yahoo. So pretty much we gathered most of the stuff from NFL.com. But but like uh, Troy's point, there's a lot of people, you know, scratching and, and erasing everywhere, almost week to week here based on info. Uh, but overall, Browns should take number one. Giants are taking number two. The Jets via the Colts are at three. The Browns once again at four. Broncos, Colts, Bucks. Bears, Bills, and Raiders. Uh, Raiders predicted to take defensive end. So that's uh, with the Gruden era, I think that defensive defensive side of the ball in Oakland will return. You, you agree? You know, I think they need a pass rusher, but at the same time, they also need somebody at the middle linebacker position. Um, I just think that they haven't had someone demand that. They need another middle linebacker, inside linebacker. But you know what? If they can get a pass rusher, because they did lose Alden Smith because, you know, whether his suspension this past few, this past year, I think they could go pass rusher. I think that would be a great position for them to do that. But if they, you know, do they want to reach it, uh, take a reach at Davenport? Some people feel like it's a reach at the top ten. Will uh, Bradley Chubb drop down to the top ten? That would be, that would be great or crazy. But, you know, Jonathan Allen was the consensus number one pick last year. He dropped all the way to 17 to the Redskins. So, you know, anything can happen with these drafts, but I'm just, it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, so it could be something to watch for this coming uh, week. Next Tuesday, I believe, we will talk about more of the closure as we get more finalization, as everybody gets kind of tightened up on their mock drafts. Uh, it's like every day is sort of like an adjustment period. So we'll, we'll, talk to, we'll touch base on it next Tuesday in terms of where we're, you know, where we're at with thoughts. Um, and just to let everybody know, big announcement next week, we will have 
a new co-host on the Gridiron Blitz radio, and it is going to be Miss Tracy Brick, formerly Miss Tracy Day, uh, multi-time champion from the uh, Stingrays, the Gold Coast Stingrays in Australia, and a uh, all-star at Chicago Force last year in the WFA. So, Troy, we're going to get our, our Aussie in the house, uh, going to give us insights on the international game down under, and she's going to be here next uh, next week on starting on the 24th going forward. She'll be a co-host here along with, uh, obviously, Holly Custis, who we have the WFA All-Star, and uh, Bean as well. So it's uh, pretty exciting uh, times to add to the crew here. So look forward to Tracy coming on board and uh, giving us insights on the international scene as well. So she's played out in Australia as well. So sort of a, a nice thing to add to our array of experts and insiders. Absolutely. I mean, anytime you can add more, um, you know, football knowledge coming into, that's going to be great for the show. Cannot wait to hear her perspectives on everything, you know, concerning women's football and also just football in general. All right, Troy. So let's get into this whole thing of WFA week one was pretty exciting. Uh, Atlanta Phoenix gets edged. I mean, uh, Tampa Ferno gets edged by the Atlanta Phoenix. We saw it, uh, on our uh, stream and you can go to our Facebook page and look it up. That was the week before that. So that was week one. So into week two, 21 games on the slate in the WFA, crucial matchups, uh, very intense rivalries. Uh, the first one we got to talk about is the New York Sharks against the Philadelphia Phantoms. Phantoms kicked off the season, taking on the runner-up, 2017 runner-up uh, Boston Renegades. So, Troy, uh, the Phantoms pretty close to the Renegades for a couple quarters there, but the uh, Renegades end up at the end punching in a touchdown more, and 21-12 to 12 is the score in the first week. So the Phantoms coming off week one loss to a top division tier one team, meeting up with the Sharks, which the Sharks in week one uh, went toe-to-toe with the tough Baltimore Nighthawks. Baltimore uh, came to fight. <laughs> so uh, a complimentary to, you know, the Ravens of Baltimore. But anyways, the Nighthawks had just came in. They were ready to go. Uh, this game was very back and forth. And in the end, uh, New York squeezes it out 38-34 in week one. And right there, you knew that the, the Nighthawks coming into week two, um, you know, would wouldn't something to prove. And they go – to the home opener, they just beat down Carolina Phoenix 48-0. to zero. So, Troy, Baltimore, two weeks in a row, very tested in week one, and all of a sudden they get on an offensive assault here in Carolina. And I don't know if this is Carolina's letdown. In other words, I don't know if Carolina even showed up for this game, and we're talking about roster issues or anything like that because it sounds like this is not the Carolina Phoenix we've seen over the last two years. And now it's like, you know, they get shut out. And so uh, hats off to Baltimore for that 48-0 to zero burger there on, uh, on Carolina. Are you still there, Troy? Let's see if we lost him. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. I can hear you now. All right. <laughs> I don't know All right. Happened. It probably intermittent. Um, no, Troy, I was saying Baltimore coming off of, you know, the uh, they get edged by uh, the Sharks in week one, 38-34, and then all of a sudden they put a 48-0. to They put up 48 points in their home opener against Carolina, which, uh, uh, I mean, that's just – this is going to be a tough team. If they're that competitive in week one against, uh, you know, their D uh, 2 opponents – uh, this is going to be this is going to be a good season for the Nighthawks. Yeah, I mean, forty-eight to nothing against Carolina. I mean, you know, they they kept, they, they it seems to, like they learned from their week one uh, loss, um, and you know that's what you want to do is improve. So, you know, I think the Nighthawks right now are you know, they can build off of that, and so they're you know if you. You blow out a team, especially that's in your division and that's on your your tier level. 
I mean, you going forward, you you have to build up a little bit of confidence. And I just think that they're going to be a pretty tough team going forward. I mean, so, you know, they have Keystone Assault coming up next week. And, you know, we'll see. We're going to monitor their progress and see how they how they impact that game. And, you know, um, so we'll see how Baltimore is going to do. I mean, this is their first year, right? This is their first year, um, you know, start chopping it up in Division Two. So this is going to be an interesting process for them, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they move forward throughout the year. One of the big surprises, and we knew the class coming into this weekend, Phoenix edging the Inferno in week one. Uh, based on the controversy with the ref and everything else in week one, they get the win. And all of a sudden, in kind of Mother Nature fierce weather here in, in Alabama, of all places, the uh, in the last quarter, Alabama Fire pulls it off 6-0 is the win. The defensive battle with Mother Nature in its course, wet fields and windy conditions and everything else, um, ball going everywhere from what I gathered from everybody's uh, information. So, Troy, this was one of those games where you can't even hold on to the ball for four quarters, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, because of Mother Nature's temper, one team had to win, and unfortunately uh, Alabama ends up winning here 6-0. to zero, And uh, Phoenix has just got to be killing themselves here after a real close game against, with the Inferno. Now, uh, this, is, this is a rivalry matchup here. This is Georgia-Alabama type attitude here in the WFA now. So, these two teams always very, very – Knit in terms of competition. Yeah, I mean, listen, Georgia, Alabama. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just think back to you know the SEC. You know, when you got the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide, and then and then they end up playing in the um, end up playing in the national championship game. That's always going to be a fierce rivalry, especially down in the South. Both both areas right now are you know, extremely football heavy. So there's a lot of pride that's involved in those teams and those in those areas when it comes down to it. And so when you, when the other side needs that other name, it just you know it gets their hair standing up. So definitely you know when it comes to Alabama versus Georgia, in any kind of facet in any kind of way, you're going to get a knockout drag out fight, and I don't think this would be any different here. And you know give uh, Alabama credit they they get an 18 to six. Uh, at, on the road versus Derby City, so two and zero for the Alabama Fire. The return of the Alabama Fire to the WFA, um, and so uh, they are, as you consider, on fire. <laughs> Pun intended. There, they are on fire. So <laughs> that's good for them. Two and zero right now, going into week three. Um, so there you go. The other matchup that was really close matchup, uh, Colum- the Battle of Columbus, Columbus, Indiana Vanguards taking on the Columbus Comet. 22 to 12, the Comets uh, get the win on the road. Uh, Columbus Vanguard's new squad uh, was really, you know, off off a 45 to zero uh, victory against Flint City. And this, uh, Troy, this is more of a realistic matchup for them and where they stand. So I think they've played they played very well in keeping up with the Comets, uh, only down by seven or so, almost nine points here, ten points. Uh, 22 to 12, they lose, but that's a good test for Columbus for a new club. Yeah, I mean, you know, two Columbus teams. Is this Columbus, Ohio? I think that's Columbus, Ohio. Is that correct? One is Columbus, Ohio, and the other one's Columbus, Indiana, I believe. Ah, okay, okay, all right. So now we got this trade. Okay, so I was actually I was thinking one of them. I, think, I thought both of them were Ohio, but listen. Um, you know, where you got Columbus, Ohio, I mean, that's right in Buckeye territory right there. And so, you know, fierce competition right there. I just think right, you know, from the first week, their competition, you know, a little bit off, you know. But, but this week, you know, it was kind of like back down to their level. Um, they're going to have to, you know, they, they made, it seems like that they made the comments made adjustments this week. Um, and, and going forward, we'll see how they can push forward on this one. But I just think, um, you know, I like to see when teams, how they start off and how they respond to adversity. And I just think what the what the comments is going to be, you know, it's one of those things where um, this is going to show their, their metal. And so next week they're kind of staying in-house. You know, they're staying in-state. They have the Toledo reign. And so we're also going to keep tabs on that one, want to see how they respond to all of these things. So looking forward to seeing the results for next week. 
All right, so Troy, we got to give a, a big shout out to the Richmond Black Widows D3. Uh, two weeks in a row, they have shut out their opponents. Week no different, 20 to zero. In week one, they took care of business. In week one, um, 24 to zero against Maine Mayhem. So the the Black Widows uh, look to continue uh, their you know great early season here. So we'll see how they turn out in week three. Um, and I think it's uh, – are they on the schedule for week three? Let me double-check here because I think they might get a bye at this point. It looks like they go they get a bye, and then they go into week four. So I'll check – yeah, week four at Keystone Assault. Big test for them. So right now 2-0 and in D3 is the uh, Richmond Black Widows. So that's going to be someone to watch, that squad to watch at this point. So we'll look forward to that matchup as well. Uh, the battle in uh, Detroit – with a 34-0 Cincinnati sizzle losing to the Detroit Dark uh, Angels. And they were not uh, – Cincinnati did not have their, their star running back, Tamar Fennell, because Tamar Fennell was playing for the Blitz this weekend against the LA Temptation, which is do, she's doing dual duty uh, in the WFA and the LFL. So uh, it kind of hurt the sizzle, I think, a lot in terms of offensive threats. And so the Dark Angels take advantage of that, 34-0, and they take care of the Cincinnati Sizzle. And so that was the end result there. The other matchup, uh, Troy, the key marquee game of the week uh, was Boston Renegades, D.C. Divas. Okay, so uh, we talked to Amanda. This was one of the games that she was looking forward to. We talked to uh, uh, the Boston Renegades. And so, you know, Adrian Smith as well. So uh, Boston gets the win, 21-14 in a real contested game. It's a usual matchup for this these two teams. It is an East Coast rivalry for a long time. So uh, Boston takes the win, Troy. Not surprising, I don't think, this since last year, this is going, especially with the quarterback change in D.C. Uh, Allison Cahill continues to, you know, uh, the legendary Allison Cahill continues to do her job in 21-14. So the Boston's 2-0 after that win on the road in Philly in week one. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, the, the you know the, the, the guard is starting to change. Um, as you said, uh, D.C. Divas, you know, now where they're introducing, you know, a new quarterback at this time. It just seems like that Boston right now is on the upswing. Uh, they're taking advantage of the momentum that they built up last year. And, you know, but it was still a tight game. Uh, the D.C. Divas, I mean, listen, they still have that championship pedigree, even though they are missing a few players from that, that for them, from that squad. But they still have that championship pedigree, so they're never going to go out without a fight. They're still going to battle. They're still going to scratch and claw. But right now, I just think Boston is just a better team. And, you know, they went out and showed it by making the plays that they needed to make, and they got the win by winning by a touchdown. All right, and the, the matchup that we were looking for, Inferno coming off of that, you know, disappointing uh, fourth-quarter referee call, 7-6 uh, to six against the Atlanta Phoenix. Inferno rebound, 28-0, to zero, and they take care of their uh, Southern Florida rivals, Miami Fury. So hats off out there uh, to, my, uh, to Tampa Bay for rebounding. So they get their one-and-one. One. They're one-and-one one for the season here. So Tampa Bay, uh, Troy, you know they were kind of just Hey, we shouldn't have lost. They could have been two and zero right now, but they take care of business for, at the home opener against Miami Fury. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Tampa. You know, they really just they just put it on them. I mean, anytime you blank a team, you go out there and you score twenty eight points, and then you don't allow the other team to score anything. You know, you're you're, you're chopping wood out there. And so the Inferno came out, and they, they just handled us. And, you know, we'll see how they go going forward with the rest of the season here. All right. So our no-joke football quarterback, the Phenom, uh, Brooke Leach, she and the Kansas City Titans are 2-0 and on the season, Troy. Uh, this uh, young girl is just making it happen this year. Uh, Kansas City goes on the road at Madison and puts up 47 points two weeks in a row, Troy. They have put up 47 points two weeks in a row. That's got to say a lot about their offense. Uh, they picked up a couple of slam players, so that we just got to mention that. Those are, those are key uh, St. Louis slam players. St. Louis slam not playing this year, and St. Louis slam was the D2 national champion. So picking up some key players, Troy, on offense and uh, on defense, 
in Kansas City starting to pay dividends here for them. Yeah, I mean, as you said, you know, those key players in Brook Leaf playing the quarterback position, scoring the points that they're scoring, and then, you know, being able to shut out Madison, just, man, I mean, that, that looks like Kansas City looks like they're juggernaut going forward. Um, they're going to be a tough out, man. I mean, wow. I mean, if you're scoring that many points, you know, just imagine, you know, that, that's a tough team to play. I mean, it, it, has, it looks like they have speed of a lot of positions out there on offense. They had Minnesota coming up next week. They have to go travel to Minnesota to play that game. So it's going to be tough, man. I mean, they're going to be a tough out. But they can score points with anyone. And, you know, I just, I'm really looking forward to, to hearing, to watching uh, Brooks, Brooke Leach play a little bit more. We've had her on the show. She's a great girl, competitive athlete, great athlete. So definitely looking forward to watching this, watching her progress as she goes on. And you guys can catch the uh, live stream uh, highlights of the week two action, 47-0 Madison Blaze. She took over our Snapchat this weekend. So you guys uh, go to our Snapchat, catch her in uh, preview mode before the game. And guess what, Troy? The Vixen will host Kansas City in week three. Brooke was in the playoffs. Uh, she got knocked out in that game against Minnesota last year in the playoffs. Uh, in, you know, in for the playoff hunting. Uh, so you know that she's ready. We talked to Laura Brown last week, and she said, hey, we're ready. So this is going to be the marquee game coming up this weekend, week three, Kansas City, Minnesota. Minnesota put 40-6 to six over Wisconsin Dragons. So two offensively-minded teams, Troy. Uh, Kirsten uh, over in, uh, in for Minnesota, and you also have um, Kansas City Titans. So I'm telling you, Big time. Yeah, I mean that, that's you know that's going to be we're going to see who's you know whose defense is kind of showing up here. I mean I think that's really going to be the key, right? Because um, both teams can score. Um, both teams are going ahead and doing you know if they have high scoring offenses. Which team is going to be able to stop the other one? And if if they can, somebody can figure out how to slow down slow down the other team, I mean, I, I just think whoever's going to make the mistake in that game is, is really going to go ahead and take take that game. And that's going to be a key for that, um, for that, you know, for that matchup as well. So we'll keep tabs on the WFA as we go forward uh, for week three. We'll end up doing some highlights here as well. But for the most part, this is going to be crucial. Week three coming up in the WFA uh, some of the key markup, uh, matchup, uh, matchups. If I can speak right here, some of the key matchups in Week Three we're looking at is um, Boston Renegades against Pittsburgh Passion. The Passion had a, did not play Week Week One and Two bye weeks, so this is going to be the, the big game here. Philly Phantoms taking on DC Divas. The next matchup, uh, Baltimore. We're looking forward to see how Baltimore and Keystone. Keystone, you got a big test coming up because the Nyacks are hungry, and the, the first two weeks they've been very, very hungry at this point. So that's going to be key right there. And then you also have the matchups coming up here in the south. Uh, Jacksonville Dixie Blues taking on the Carolina Phoenix. Can Carolina turn it around at this point, which I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, you also have Kansas City, Minnesota is one of the key matchups. And, of course, the champion, Dallas Elite, uh, taking on the Atlanta Phoenix. Atlanta looking for a rebound after the loss in Mother Nature's bad weather there. And Portland-Tacoma, always a big, big rivalry up north. So it's Portland and Tacoma going to be big time for week three. So um, pretty awesome weekend in terms of what's going to happen in week three, Troy. Yeah, I'm kind of keeping my eye on the Dallas Elite Atlanta-Phoenix game. I mean, the, you know, the first week, Dallas, uh, they scored 47 points. Um you know, they always could put up points. And I always I wanted to see how they came out. And, um, you know, especially with all the changes that they had in this offseason, I wanted to see how they came out and, and played. And, you know, and then you have the Atlanta. They have to go on the road to Atlanta um, this coming up week. So I want to see w- what they're going to do. The other team, you know, other team I want to see, um, uh, the game that I really want to see was the Boston Renegades and Pittsburgh. I think both of those teams are on the upswing. And they're taking advantage of maybe a down D.C. team and, and possibly uh, a down Dallas team. 
um, you know, with all the changes that came, that came up. And I think both of those teams are prime positions to maybe take over the guard uh, going forward in, in, in the WFA. So it's going to be it's going to be a pretty interesting week three coming up. All right, well, we'll have the IWFL matchups coming up. If you missed any of the games in the IWFL, the Seattle Majestics against the Utah Falcons on our Facebook page, live stream there as well, and you can catch the game. Great job by Rebecca out there for the announcing on the Majestic side and uh, uh, for the Fernandez clan. And so we'll look forward to the IWFL matchups. Keep tabs on our Twitter feed. We'll get the previews up for this coming week as well as the WFAProFootball.com site. Go there now. Go under the game info tab. Look up the scores for week two and week one and look for this, the upcoming matchups in week three. As I said, those are going to be very crucial. Key matchups here, Passion, Renegades. Renegades looking to go 3-0 and on the season. Very, very exciting. Pittsburgh looks to derail that thought. And so uh, about the Philly Phantoms taking on D.C. Divas. Divas off a uh, first week out loss. The Phantoms looking to rebound here after two weeks of close games. We'll see how uh, Philly re- rebounds here, if they can rebound against a D.C. Divas. So both teams, crucial matchup there for both uh, this coming weekend. And, so, and then we're looking forward to Kansas City. As we said, Kansas City, Minnesota, Dallas Elite, Atlanta Phoenix, and uh, Portland versus Tacoma. It's going to be a great matchup there. And so we'll look forward to those key matchups there. The, the, the uh, debut of the uh, Los Angeles Warriors, Capital City, kind of interesting there too as well. But overall, those are the four matchups that we're going to be looking for and following for this weekend. Um, Troy, let's move on to Legends Football League. Uh, Legends opened up this week, and the girls – have pants, Troy. They got pants this weekend. Um, so their uniforms changed. They got bottoms. Uh, looked pretty bright, kind of r- color rush NFL-like colors. Um, so we'll look forward to the matchup this weekend. Uh, Jane Conwell taking on the uh, L- Ashley Les Salerno temptation. A rumor has it, could not confirm it, that apparently she got not to be able to start in this game because it's a disciplinary thing that happened uh, before this week came up. So uh, Kiana Patterson was a starter and uh, it was up to Carmen Brousseau and looks like uh, the temptation, not the same. I'm pretty sure it was a total disappointment for coach Tui at this point, they get beat 28 to six. They were down 28, 20 to zero at halftime, Troy. So um, the bliss are just, you know, at this point, they're ready. They're ready to roll. And they look forward to – they got three games based on their schedule here. Uh, they didn't look too good in the first two quarters. But we'll see that, obviously, on the, the uh, broadcast via YouTube on the Legends Football League channel this weekend. But Troy, 28-6, uh, to Caldwell call and company here with Tamar Fennell and everybody else. Uh, they take the win, 28-6 to against Temptation. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I, I picked the LA Temptation to to win it all this year. I just thought that this year is the year that they're going to go ahead and, and move forward to the, you know, to the top of the um, to the top of the league, kind of unseating the Seattle team and, and also well in their in their um, respective conferences and also, you know, trying to battle Chicago. But you know, listen, you know, if you, 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 they have to bring it. You know, it's, it's not enough to, to wrestling your laurels. And I just think this, you know, so far they haven't done that. And, you know, maybe it was because of a few, you know, um, distractions that they had that, that happened maybe off the field. Uh, but, you know what, moving forward, I think I have faith that Coach Tilly will get these, get, you know, get these girls um, going in the right direction. I just think he's a great coach and he'll get them refocused and, and get them on the right track. All right. So, Troy, We'll, we'll reassess the game and give insights once the, uh, once the game is broadcast live so we'll give our actual input on what, what's the keys of the game for, for this coming weekend. So next Tuesday, Troy Wilson will break down Bliss, Temptation, give us his, you know, his actual insights in terms of what's going on. So it'll be this Saturday, uh, YouTube channel, Legends Football League, Chicago Bliss, taking on LA Temptation. Obviously 28-6 to 6 was the uh, win. 
at home for the Chicago Bliss. You get to look uh, and see uh, the new upgraded uniforms for Legends Football League 2018 there. This weekend, Troy, it is the Austin Acoustics taking on the Nashville Revamp Seattle West to East Knights. And so KK Matheny can be taking on Tisha Winfrey out there in, I believe, Nashville. So uh, that's the matchup this week. So what, what do you say? What's the pick? Sorry, I, I had a little bit of interference. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? No, I was saying uh, it's acoustic uh, against the Knights this weekend, uh, this coming weekend, L- LFL. So who do you who are you taking, Matheny or, or oh. Winfrey? You know what? I, I love KK Matheny. Um, I just think uh, she's I, – I, I just love the veteran presence. So, you know what? I'm kind of – I'm kind of starting to see it the way you were saying. I think maybe Austin Acoustics may be ready to take that step, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe maybe starting to look at it your way. Um, so I, I'm, you know, starting to read up a little bit on what they're doing, and I kind of like the direction that they've gone. Um, I like some of the moves that they made in the past, um, you know, a few seasons, and they have been competitive. You're right, but you know what? I just think with this game right here, I'm, I got to go with um, I got to go with KK, man. I, she's the vet. Um, you know, she's she's been there before and you know, she knows how to chop wood. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with my girl KK here. You're not gonna sway from the bull. That's what you're saying. No bull here. No sway from no, the bull. No, 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 no. No. You know, listen, anywhere Stevie Schnorr goes, uh, I got my pom poms out, man. I, I love the way she plays the football, man. I, I love the way she plays the game and she is absolutely one of my favorites. And then of course, man, when she's got the best nickname in, in the L F L Possibly in women's football. I just I love the way she plays the game. All right, big test for Austin. If they can pull it off in Nashville, this would be a huge win, and they've arrived. So that, that's a big, bold statement I'm making there. But, hey, Winfrey, Tashay Winfrey, Anna Garza, uh, and the acoustic out there, this is your moment. It's Nashville taking on former LFL champions, Snore, and Matheny, if you can get the job done, it's going to be a huge win, right, Tori? That should be huge. Yeah, I just, you know, it depends on how if, if Nashville can actually put it together as far as, you know, because, listen, a lot of – they do have great players up there, and they have players with a lot of pedigree that came from Seattle. But are they going to be able to put it together chemistry-wise? And we've seen before in the past in other sports and in other, also in other leagues where, you know, you do bring in some high-profile players, and they may not mesh very well. But I think with the veteran presence of both of the, with Stevie Schnorr and KK Matheny, I just think that really that 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 will push them forward because those those girls are leaders and they know how to get it done. And I think that the other team, the other players on that Nashville team, will follow their lead, and because they they know that they've been there before and they know they know how to get it done. So I really I really want to see how the chemistry works. I'm not too concerned about it, but there always is that concern, you know, when it comes to chemistry because you never know until they start going until they get out there and play it on the field. All right, so we're looking forward to acoustic taking on the Knights, and we're also uh, on LFL uh, YouTube channel, the Bliss taking on Temptation. So that's a that's what's happening in Legends Football League. Um, Troy, we have uh, international events coming up the 22nd here. The uh, CIFA Italy, the league, is sponsoring a friendly one-team Serena Milano taking on Alpine Thunders of the FFFA France. That's this coming weekend, April 22nd. So you keep tabs on it on our Facebook page as we get results from them. The Diamond Series, as announced, will be kicking off May 19th through June 2nd. And preparation for that is unway, un- underway now. This weekend starts It'll be the Baffa Women Diamond Series, May 19th to June 2nd. May 5th, as we mentioned before, it is going to be the LFB um, uh, tournament, the international tournament with MIFA, and that's going to be taking place over in Cancun, Mexico, May 5th, and that's a uh, legend-style tournament as well. Uh, Diamond Bowl will be taking, uh, taking uh, participation by the Birmingham Lions of Baffa Women plus four squads from the SAJL and that starts April 20th, this coming weekend, through the 22nd, round-robin action, and we will get you uh, covered all over the place this weekend. So Diamond Bowl in Helsinki, Finland, April 20th through the 22nd. We got CIFF 
Uh, Italy taking on France. Uh, Alpine Thunder, April 22nd as well. So two friendlies right there in general. And so we're looking forward to that. And the debut this weekend of FXF Masters Week 1. The Kingas, former champions, uh, taking down the uh, Pantera Negras, 14-0. to As well as uh, we'll get to the results of Week 2 action on our Facebook page on the uh, premier uh, um, divisions as well as the other two, the two divisions in FX Mexico as well. Lexfa, we are uh, trying to get that information uh, to you as well. So we'll get that up on our Facebook page as well. Um, Troy, let's go to LNFA Femenina here before uh, we wrap up here. Uh, LNFA Femenina week eight uh, rookies uh, uh, basically get the birth, the playoff birth now 37 to zero. They are undefeated. Uh, they beat Badalona, the Drac girls. Um, so the Drac girls, had been playing good for the last the last three weeks. They've kept their opponents under 30 points in terms of the defense, so their defense has improved. But uh, Barbera rookies with Monica Rafecas, they secure their playoff spot. They are looking for literally their ninth championship in this league, so uh, they are going strong. Buffaloes, Barcelona uh, takes care of Teresa Reds. Their first matchup was week three, and that was a 13-12, to 12, I believe, uh, Teresa Reds. Now the, the you know, it's more serious. So 34 to six. So Buffalo Barcelona beats the Teresa Reds here. So it's a crucial matchup here uh, coming up next week for LFA Femenina. And we'll give you the preview as well. And you can always go to the uh, FIFA for the uh, information and you get the link on our Twitter feed and as well as our Facebook page, but rookie rookies clinch their playoff berth and they're going for another championship here. Great on Victoria. It was Croydon 38, 26. They beat the uh, North Lady Raiders, and you get the recap there and highlights, uh, still highlights on our Facebook page, Court Rangers. Uh, they edge the Raiders, and they're looking to punch in for their playoffs as well. So we'll keep tabs on those uh, situations happening in Gridiron Victoria. LFP Mexico, Week 2, for, for Trancas, 24, Evil Queens, 98. Uh, Pielas, the Redskins, 14, Casadora, 60. Uh, Pretty Monsters, 40. Potros, it's own 19. Live replay from Cam Media on our Facebook page. Check out the awesome um, LFP Mexico, La Liga de Football uh, Pacifico and Mexico. And it's being televised by TVP and every region on that West Coast. So congratulations for them to get live feeds and live action. Catch week one Potros, 35-34 uh, versus Evil Queens on the feed. Week one, Purdy Monsters, 54 to 12 against the Redskins at Pielas Rojas as well. And WFL week one, V Queen Saltillo, 32 to six, taking on Jay Z Ladies. There's a recap on our Facebook page uh, via eldariodecohila.com. And then the Red Devils versus Vicarious via uh, Internet TV Deportes, 29 to six. You can catch that live game right there too. So, uh, Troy, we are all over it. It's a girls' summer. We said we were going to cover it. And we are on top of everything. So uh, it's going to be a great summer so far. Absolutely. Everybody's busy, you know, running into full swing. You know, a lot of these seasons coming up, man. So it's going to be a lot of football to cover, a lot of ladies football to cover. Um, just looking forward to how everything pans out this season. Uh, it's going to be a great year in, in, in football. And just, you know, hopefully, man, we can just – we can push so much of the stuff out there, and, and the more people start getting engaged in it, the more it will push the sport. Yeah, and I cannot forget um, XFFL Week 6 Power Rankings, Generals, number one, undefeated. Uh, they get a 61-0, to zero, I mean, a 50-0 a to zero forfeit by the Loretto Warhawks, so they get an easy win there in that in that uh, Week 6. Then the, the uh, Corpus Christi Divas, 49 to 13 over the empire and the uh, Texas wonder women 61 to zero over the Texas lady Spartans get the results on our Facebook page as well on the XFFL week six, week seven coming up. It's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, the Texas generals are seven and L Corpus Christi diva six and one Kingsville empire four and three and the wonder woman still at two and four. So we'll uh, keep tabs on that as well. So um, Troy for the absent, Louise Bean, Holly Custis, and for our new uh, co-hosts coming up next week, don't miss it here. Be here next week with us when Tracy uh, Brick makes her debut. And for the uh, 
college football guru, Troy Wilson. It's Oscar Lopez saying catch us here next week on the Great Iron Blitz right here on Block Talk Radio and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you here next week. See you guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.